the Frames Per Second podcast. Fire, 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 fire. We moved here to start over, and it's been hard. Wendy? Sometimes, if you don't move forward, you die. We just kept our heads down, Wendy. There's nothing we can do about that now. We're committed. Oh, yeah? We have made promises to our shareholders about this casino, and I don't think we want to annoy our shareholders. I want you to admit something. I want you to admit this is all about you. It has nothing to do with what is best for us. You have done nothing but fight me on this. I was trying to protect our family. That is such a tired, tired excuse. Let's pause there. A marriage is only as good as its trust. So you're moving money in the new casino, and you're asking me not to tell your wife. In a nutshell. I'm not your fucking marriage counselor. Few people get my client's attention the way you have. Wendy Bird. I wasn't sure if I should call you. If you can't get what you want with reason, you have to get it with force. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Doucet, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned into the Frames for Second podcast. In this episode, we will be reviewing the third season of the hit Netflix series, Ozark. And we got the whole crew back together once again. I got to mention it because it's very rare. But since we quarantine, ain't no excuses. Um, but yeah, let's just uh, jump right into it. Uh, Ozark, I don't think we've ever covered Ozark the first two seasons so as a quick overview, um, we, the, this whole series starts off with Marty Bird, a money launderer, one of the best money launderers in the country. His partner, his business partner ends up basically screwing over the cartel that they're money laundering from. And that's where this whole series just starts to unfold. His business partner gets killed. He ends up having to move from Chicago, where they're originally from, to the Ozarks just to save him and his whole family's life and continue money laundering. And that's where we just end up with a, a snowball effect of basically just heinous crimes and just drug dealing acts. Um, fast forward to now with season three, the Bird family is just still in the same situation, just a lot more elevated. I wanted to get y'all uh, first reactions to the series overall, especially this third season, um, since we just since it just wrapped up last month. I, I love it. I mean, I mean, I I, I love this series, man. The first two, the first two seasons. Even though it's been a minute since I've uh, watched season one and season two, because it was like when season three came, only thing I did was watch the season finale of season two and then start watching season three. But um, yeah, man, I, I love this series, man. Like this is this is one of the one of the best, if not the best, series on Netflix right now. Like I mean, just currently right now. If I had to rank like series that I enjoyed on Netflix, this is definitely one of my most enjoyable series on Netflix. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is done really well. I was already a fan of Jason Bateman and stuff he does, but, um, but nah, yeah, he, he, he's done a really, really great job with this, uh, with this series. I was hooked ever since the first episode when the dude dropped off and stuff. I was like, oh. Yeah, from the building? Yeah. Oh, this, this one. But, um, 
but yeah, overall, man, I, I really, I really like this series. Um, and I won't even just say Netflix. I, I would just say in general, like this is a really good series. I mean, the only other one like I can think of right now is like Euphoria or something like that that I really enjoy. But nah, man, this 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 Ozarks is really good. What about you, Nay? Yeah, I concur. So I didn't think I was gonna like it based on the premise when we first started it. But yeah, I like Roderick. I was immediately hooked. I like seeing, even though Jason Bateman, I think he's done some serious roles before, but he does a really good job of still bringing his brand to comedy and and kind of dumbing it down for the for the um, for the theme of the show. But no, I, I feel like I could be a money launderer. That's how good this show is. So I, I'm really into it. I enjoy it. Yeah, speaking of that, yeah, we asked our kids because I got my daughter watching it now, and I was like, "Yo, you think you you you'll ride with us if we if we wanted you to <laughs> wanted you to keep your mouth closed if we was laughing with everybody?" So yeah, but nah, yeah, she enjoyed it too. Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's a great show. Um, you know, it's I, I I talk through the damn the whole damn every episode. I'm talking through it, just different moments because there's always something I feel that just really captures me and I just kind of get, get that thought off. But, um, but yeah, man, I think it's really compelling. I think the character development is, is, is great. I think they do an outstanding job with storytelling. Um, and even now it doesn't feel like it's getting old. So they always find a way to kind of bring you back in with something new uh, each season. So yeah, I think it's a great show. What about you, Mike? I've loved it so far. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I was talking to people recently and I didn't know that the consensus was the second season wasn't that good. I loved the second season just like I loved the first season. Um, I loved the I first the, season. Huh? I was going to say, I would say the second season is my favorite. Out of no, the I, I ain't saying all that, but, you know. But, yeah, the, I thought the second season was really good. I don't mm-hmm. know why people didn't like it or didn't like it as much. But this third season, I think I liked a lot more just because it was more drama and it sucked me into it. And like, kind of like Ken just said, the first two seasons, I wasn't really talking to the screen, but this third season, I was yelling at that fucking screen, this whole show. But yeah, definitely one of the better shows that I've seen in a really long time. It's really well written, well acted, everything plays out. And it's like, you can't, it's one of those shows where you can't really watch it and say, okay, I know what's going to happen next. Right. Yes. Very true. Especially like, and I agree with all y'all, this is a great series, especially like Rob was saying, that first episode of the whole series to start us off, starts off like a series finale or like a season finale where like there's so much going on that it just keeps you captivated. And um, that's what they consistently do throughout this whole series. But like starting off with, um, with just us reviewing the third season, we leave off season two um, pretty much like on like a closing chapter where a lot of people who were on the board from the original first season got put off the board. Like we're talking about Mason who died. Uh, We're talking about uh, Jacob who was uh, Darlene's uh, husband. She killed him. So we're seeing like, we're seeing basically a huge transition and shift as far as the birds getting deeper and deeper into the cartel. Wait, did Mason die? When did Mason die? Marty shot him in the neck the second season. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So like this is... The preacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so this season starts off six months after season two, and it's pretty much like a cold open where we see, like, how bad the, the cartel, as far as the infighting between different cartels is getting, where this dude just came into a random store and just started cutting people's throat, blowing up money, blowing up people just because it was just, I guess it was to claim turf or just to claim respect. Um, this kind of is what kicks off the mission from Wendy as far as like her thoughts of expansion based off of what she was researching and seeing from all the news that was covering the cartel infighting. And she feels like she can help their boss, uh, Navarro, the, the, the guy who they're money laundering from, try to get him like a retirement plan, I guess, as far as moving his money around by claiming hotels and more casinos to get Navarro a retirement plan because of all the craziness of him being in this war with different cartels. And I just wanted to ask y'all what was like, what did y'all think of Wendy and her expanded role this season, which I feel like she took a more demanding control of the family and how they moved throughout this whole season. Yeah, so I feel like, okay, so I think that was probably, her and Marty's interaction obviously was the biggest frustration point, for, was the biggest point of contention and tension almost of the season for me. I feel like Wendy has a lane that she's good at and Marty has a lane that he's good at. And I feel like they weren't taking the time to hear each other. And so it was like an ego fight. Like they're trying to see whose dick is bigger and who can who can have the big most power within the within their relationship. And that's what was fucking that situation up. I think that Wendy had a good idea but she may not been able to execute it as well. Marty would have been able to help her execute it, but he wasn't really trying to hear what she had to say. So there were moments towards the end where they started to come on the, get on the same page. But Wendy, I think, was almost two steps away from losing it. Like that scene, I think it was the first episode when she was in Chicago. Was that the first episode? When she went to Chicago and went to their old house and was like making up the beds and shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I always, I got the impression that this power trip that Wendy's kind of on had her like two steps away from losing her mind a little bit because that was really weird to me. Yeah, I still didn't get that. Did anybody get that? Get that she was going to lose her mind? No, the, the, when she went back to her house and she did that stuff. They had the picture upside down of the family and made the kids' beds up. It almost felt like... Yeah, I don't know. It's like she was trying to reclaim the family in some sort of weird way. What when you say did anybody else get that? What do you did we get what exactly? Did you understand what was going on there? Oh yeah. It was Wendy being a fucking idiot. <laughs> it was it was Wendy Wendy was trying to be the new Marty. It was like she was tired of being under Marty's shadow. So she wanted to step up. And she thought she could do shit better than Marty did. She's basically fucking Tariq. You know what I'm saying? And this whole series, I fucking hate Wendy. I fucking hate Wendy. I was telling my homeboy, I was going out in the street, anybody that even looked like Wendy, I was like, fuck you. I hated her. Yeah. But they did that perfectly because I think that's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. They did a good ass job because fuck Wendy. But, but I'm saying that that scene in particular is what I was talking about. What what was the deal with that scene in particular? It was like she was going back to where they started. Right. And like turning everything on its head and I'm like the nigga in charge so that's now. symbolism. Yeah. That's how everybody else took it? It was I, like she was, she was upset that she lost her old life. Yes. And she went back to that house and she's like, oh, these people have moved into my old life. Okay, well, I'm going to flip your shit 
I'm gonna move this around because you know she was just upset about the situation she was in. I don't think it was anything bigger than that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You don't agree, Nick? No, I said I do. I agree because oh. like it seems like when she was that's why she called Marty up saying like, look, they bought this house. We like I was I was trying to get it for us, and he was like, well, it is what it is. And I think it was just more about like. She's reminiscing again. Like, I think each character reminisces about the past every now and then. Um, and they show it sometimes through flashbacks as far as, like, what they miss about being normal. As you can see throughout the season, they bring up normalcy a lot. Like, this isn't normal or we're not a normal family. Like, they, they wish they were that. They wish they could go back to how things used to be. And I think Wendy, in that split second in the house, kind of flipped her switch and accepted her role or the new role she was trying to grow into and that's why she started fucking shit up. Like, all right, my life is fucked up, so let me fuck up their life. I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this about the Wendy thing, and 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 it messed me up. You and uh, Mike and B, y'all messed me up because I was like, dang, she's doing all this dumb shit, so she must gonna die at the end. Yeah, we, so yeah, I don't know if, if you guys remember. Uh, when you guys didn't reveal any spoilers, but you were like, man, I can't believe um, you talked around it, but you kind of still let us know that something major happened oh, at the end. No, we didn't. That's not a bad thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. It, it, it was because I'm watching, because I'm trying, okay, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm like, dang, is he going to get it or is he going to get it? Maybe one of the kids going to die. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I kept thinking bad. about like no. halfway through it. Yeah, so, yeah right. So, you're right. So I had this thing in my head the entire time. I don't think I told you. you no, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I didn't tell Nate what I was thinking the whole time. But like the whole time, I was like, "Dang, man, she up here messing up you know, things." I'm like, "She, that must be what they were talking about. She must gonna die at the end." Yeah, I fucked up. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> I shouldn't have said nothing. I was trying to be like, yo, it's good. Man, the ending is so good. But I, yeah, I guess I... I, I, guess I, I but it didn't ruin it, though. <laughs> Whoa, double mic? <laughs> oh, so y'all heard that too? What's the... Okay, so I'm not losing my shit? <laughs> Dude, I was like... Um, back, back to the house thing. So she tried to buy her old house. No, she didn't try to buy it. She was just, she broke into it, essentially. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what Nick was saying, that she tried to buy it. I think they, he did say it that. Was, I, I didn't know what yeah, he meant. It was, it was on the market. I think that family got the house that she wanted. I don't know if it's the house that they had originally or whatever, but it was a house that she wanted to buy. And I think it, the, a new family already claimed it and moved into it. I and thought I, that was their old house. I thought that was their old house. Yeah, oh, yeah, she went back to Chicago. Yeah, she went back to Chicago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was the old house yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. E either way, I you know I think Wendy was feeling herself. You know, she's coming off the high from last season where Marty came up with this great plan to get out the game, got out the game, and Wendy sabotaged it all to stay in the game, and she was feeling herself. And I, I think you know when you look at it, like. This show, this whole season, like a lot of the women had a lot of power. They were running a lot of shit all of season three. And you saw them assume that power at the end of season two. And it, it continued on this one. So 
part of my interpretation of what happened there was this was Wendy remembering the way things were, mm-hmm. but, and I think one of you guys already said it, coming to the conclusion that, you know, that life is gone. So I'm gonna leave this behind and go on and continue with where I'm at now, like being, you know, this, this queen that's running this big whole enterprise. And, um, and yeah, she, 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 she got ahead of herself. She started feeling herself. Yeah. Do y'all feel like, th- I feel like this season, Marty was kind of, well, I feel like ever since he killed Mason, whether it was on uh, trying to protect Wendy or if he felt like he needed to eliminate Mason, he became a lot softer as far as like, he became more emotionally involved with how they're moving in the business. And that kind of, I feel like him and Wendy kind of switched roles a little bit from ending of season two to the beginning of this season. Cause he's not, I mean, he's the reason why they moved to Ozark, why they're in this whole situation. And now it's like, Wendy's like, all right, let's really double down and like, and be the bosses of this. Like you said, like you were trying to set this up for somebody else to take over. Why don't we take it over? And it seemed like she was the one that was trying to just make the most out of this current situation they were in and not be on the run. And he, and earlier she was the one that was like, we should just get away. Let's leave this. And he was like, we can't do that. So I felt like with this season, was I don't know if it's just me, but do y'all feel like Marty was kind of like he was he because he tried to sabotage most of her plans because he didn't he wanted to be safe even though their environment they're in they're not safe. Do y'all know Marty why he wanted to do that? My bad. Marty didn't want to be in that shit, bro. No, and that that came from season two. So he was just making the best of the situation he was in, and he he's smart enough and calculated enough to look ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot further than Wendy is yeah. able to. So he can calculate and put all these different things together into a congruent timeline. So he understood and knew that if Wendy went forward with her plan, she was going to be in over her head. And Wendy did not understand that. And by the time she realized that it was too late. Right. Yeah, I disagree with the whole um, them switching roles because I don't think I don't think Marty was softer here. I think Marty Marty hasn't changed. Yeah. Marty has always been like, I'm trying to not die. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wendy, Wendy's the only one who changed thinking, oh, because they pulled these couple of things off, they can keep pulling shit off and they can keep doing better and better and better to the point where she thought that her and Navarro were actually partners. Marty has never thought that they were partners. Marty has never been gung-ho about being a boss. Marty don't want to be a boss. Marty just doesn't want to die. That's real. Yep. And in the, in the conversations he, he had with her throughout this whole season, you can, t- you can tell that he, yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to play it safe. He wanted to just be like, look, let's just, let's just stay at this course. If we can, if we can, you know, plan something, you know, steps ahead future wise, for us not to get killed or for me not to get killed, that's cool. Whereas in Wendy was like, look, motherfucker, grab your balls and let's let's do this shit. Like let's let's run this motherfucker. Like but even still had to admit in the long run, her plan of setting Navarro up was a safer bet because if they had just jumped shit, they would have been running for the rest of their life. Yeah, they would have. They they, they, they was yeah, someone had to die. 
Yeah, so I think that's why I feel like they just had to listen to each other more because Wendy had valid points. Her intentions were just all over the place. Marty could have brought the calculation to make it actually work for them in their best interest without them getting so far in over their heads. So they just uh, that's why I say this whole season, I just felt like the, their problem was they weren't listening to each other. Yeah, I don't think she had just super outlandish ideas. I think she had pretty decent ideas. It's just the the actions she was trying to put behind it is what was aggravating. Um, like like Naomi was saying, like if you take her ideas and have Marty try to execute those ideas, I think they'll come up with a pretty solid plan. Yeah, but I think the issue is the way Marty's brain was working, he was like, it doesn't matter how many different businesses we set up. We're always going to be under the cartel's thumb. Yeah. So he was looking at it as either we go ahead and get these new passports and run, and hopefully we live a life away from being under the cartel, or we stay here, keep dealing with the cartel, and potentially die. So when I'm watching it, of course, for the benefit of the show, Marty's plan can't, can't work. But when I'm looking at it logically, I think Marty had the better plan. Wendy was really trying to keep building up these businesses to keep staying in business with Navarro, whereas Marty does not want to deal with Navarro. Yeah, because she, I think she mentioned, she was like, we're going to get to that point where like, we're too big to fail. Like, we're going to be too much right. in bed with the cartel for, for them to really see us as invaluable. And, and that makes me bring up another character as far as Helen and her role in this. I feel like... Did, did she come off as genuine as far as her relationship with Wendy? Or do you think y'all, she was using her from the beginning? I think it was pretty genuine. I think she has, like, two sides of her. I think she has an honest two sides of her, like that motherly side that they have in common. I think she that was actually in some of the dialogue in one of the episodes where she said, you know, that is the common thing that we have. Like, we're, you know, basically both mothers or whatever. But, you know... Um, so, so yeah, I think I think I think it was genuine for the most part. I don't, I don't I never got the sense of like I'm trying to play you until like towards the end, obviously when she actually started trying to scheme on her. But I think before that, before we got to that point, yeah, I think it was pretty genuine. She, you know, it made her feel like normal. That like you said earlier, norm, norm, normalcy or whatever. <clears throat> you said that kept getting brought up a lot in this, and I think everybody. Most characters was trying. We saw that in, in a lot of characters, even in even in Navarro, we saw it of a sense of normalcy, right? That everybody had had wanted that in some way or another. I think she earned her respect, Ooh. and and I think that's that's uh, Helen. Helen uh, Wendy earned Helen's respect. Yeah, and and I think that's what it was. Um, I got the feeling that. It was a respect thing. I, eventually, I felt like they got somewhat close mm-hmm. because of the the kids. They shared the the cover bond with the kids, like you pointed out. But I think after what Wendy pulled off last season, it felt like it was mutual respect for Wendy. Yeah, that's why the writing on this is so good because it's like yeah, it felt authentic, but you know she Helen's very aware of what the situation is. So as authentic as it is, you always know she she gonna make sure that she's in the right spot because if she's not, like they prefaced in the very beginning when they show her getting tortured, she knows she can get fucked up. So she was very aware of what 
situation she was in. So as much as I may like you, as cool as we may be getting, I know how much, I know I have to keep a certain level of distance in order for this to work in my favor. Yeah. She was, she, I like the complexity of her character this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did too, because it was weird to see like a, a well, I, I consider her like a drug boss, even though she was just the, drug boss's attorney because she was speaking for and making moves on her own. Um, and it really was all revol- uh, revolving around that casino and those casino licenses. And like that casino itself introduced us to a few new characters as well. As we find out, Tommy didn't end up in California. He was just in Missouri <laughs> and uh, him and Ruth, their, their feud and interactions were very, were very interesting and it led both of them on different paths. Um, as far as the scene, the environment of the casino, do you guys, uh, did it make you realize the value that Ruth has in the organization throughout the season or has she always shown it in previous season? She's always shown it for me. Yeah. Her, I think her relationship with Marty, um, it, they have their camaraderie and they work well with each other. And it's like, it's almost like she, she's able to execute what Marty needs her to in order to keep them afloat. And she's able to see things and she knows certain things that Marty may not necessarily see. So yeah, I've always felt like she was a key component. I just think this season she had a little bit more responsibility um, and was able to kind of have her own thing a little bit with the casino and with managing the casino. I think Ruth is one of my favorite characters. I love how authentic and real she is, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like she had more control until we found out she didn't. And that was when Marty got kidnapped. And then that's when we realized that Ruth can't do it. They, they created the perception. I kind of went back to what you were talking about, uh, Naomi, with the writing, that she could run it. Helen asked her, and she was like, yeah, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And they snatched Marty as, and she realized that she couldn't. That's why she gave him that big-ass hug, um, you know, when he came back. Um, but, but yeah, I think I just like their relationship, that, that father-daughter relationship that, that, um, that they have well, that they had throughout the the season. Do you think uh, Marty really cares about her? Because I feel like she cares about him more than he cares about her. And I say that because if you look at even what transpired towards the end of the season with um, Wendy killing, like setting up her dad to die, and then like how everything happened with you know Ruth and uh, 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 what's his name Clark Jr. His character, how they didn't really stick up for her when he was beating her ass and shit, like, it was just like, you would think that he would step up based off of all this time that's passed and all they've been through. But it seems like she's always been more loyal to him on a consistent basis. Like he comes in at the end of the day, but consistency as far as like, my nigga, like I I killed my uncles. I killed, like, I let y'all kill my daddy. Like, and then now the whole situation, we're going to get to Ben. It's like, damn, like y'all taken pretty much everything from me ever since I met y'all. And granted, she's not innocent in anything, but it just seems like her loyalty was stronger, and that's what made it – that's what hurt her the most during that, those final episodes. I think Marty is loyal to her. I think that the, the things that she's experienced were really more Wendy than Marty. 
But Marty's always got his eye on the end goal. And he's always trying to do what works for the end goal. And that doesn't always give everybody what they want. And I think Ruth is feeling the short end of the stick of that. But I don't think that he's not loyal to her. He just needs to do things in the appropriate time for him. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of, <clears throat> I'm kind of iffy on that. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how loyal he is to Ruth. I think he cares about Ruth. I don't think he's going to sacrifice anything as far as his family goes for Ruth, which is why that whole scene where she's in the hospital and she's complaining because he won't take action. I think that's why that scene was so important because she's now realizing like, all right, this dude doesn't really have my back 100% because she doesn't really understand how this whole thing works anyway. Yeah. And, and, and she came to that realization when she threw that line about Charlotte out there. Right. You know, and that's when she realized she was like, but, and, and I felt it because part of the negotiation, the deal was she's untouchable. And you know, for Marty to just sever ties, I don't. I, I felt like that wasn't enough. I felt like he needed to honor that and and stick up for her and and find a way to you know strike back at at his son. Um, he damn near he almost killed her, and she's a valuable piece in the business overall. But I don't think Marty necessarily knew how to retaliate, and that's why he he didn't. He just kind of said what he said and just left it at that. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because um because didn't um Darlene and them do something to their to uh to their son? Darlene yeah. crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't they do didn't, she cut his hair? She cut his hair and messed with him basically, right? And, and Marty didn't really well, he didn't really do anything to them. Right. Marty's not an enforcer. Like what, what I'm saying is like it's, Even his own son, he didn't do anything. So, and the only reason why uh, what's her name he did anything because what's her name uh, Ruth's dad messed with Charlotte. That was Wendy. That wasn't Martin. Yeah, but the difference is, all they did was cut that boy's hair. That, like, her dad grabbed Charlotte by the hair and dragged her. So there was actually something different there. I think if if they if went if Darlene had done something that actually physically harmed the son, I think Marty would have done something. I don't think he'd have just sat back and be like, all right. I think if Wendy, if Wendy stomped out Charlotte and had Charlotte, I'm, I'm sorry, not Wendy, Darlene, if she had stomped out Charlotte and had Charlotte in the hospital, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have done something. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think they still are very... Not, not really about that life. They're... they're they're more about this cartel thing and what and what's gonna and what's and how they can maneuver through that than trying to be real bosses and kill people and retaliate in that way. I I really don't think they, they, you, they would you, you think they care more about the operation than anything. Yeah, I think they care more about the operation and, and, the, and the overall safety of everything mm-hmm. than just trying to like, yo, I'm mad about this. Let me do something about that. And it's not about being mad because they did something. I think if if they feel a legitimate threat from Darlene to their family, they would have no option but to do something. I'm not saying that Marty's going to go grab some guns, <laughs> roll over there and start shooting the place up. 
yeah. they're going to figure out some strategic way, which is going to happen next season, guaranteed. But they're going to figure out some strategic way to get Darlene taken out. Hmm. But they're not going to do that shit for Ruth. Darlene could kill Ruth right now. And I don't feel like Marty and Wendy are going to go figure out some way to kill Darlene. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, since we're speaking about Darlene, her her character progression was very interesting this season. Um, I didn't expect her and Wyatt to get as close as they did. Um, Because I know she's always been trying to groom uh, someone to inherit this whole business, the heroin business that she has. She talked about it a lot with Jacob, but Jacob wasn't really that responsive. And which kind of, I guess, somewhat ultimately led to their breakup and his death. But uh, what did y'all feel about Darlene and like her with Zeke and then her with Wyatt? Do you think she, Ken, you mentioned she batshit crazy, but was that more just, was she just alone and she just wanted somebody to be around? Uh, I had to fast forward through all that shit. That, <laughs> and I, I just, I, I couldn't deal with that. But um, I, I I thought she was trying to play Wyatt, but I I think she she is lonely and she does care about him. But I think it's more about who's gonna carry this franchise forward, this this business. What's my legacy after all of this is over with? And that's why Zeke was important. And then you know she turned around and saw Wyatt and got him, and then she went and got Ruth. So it's all about uh, manufacturing some some errors to take over the business. Yeah, assembling, assembling a team basically is what she's doing, and using the local thing as a you know. To I like Darlene with her crazy ass. She did have a little a sense of like likeness to her this season. She, I mean, she you just so right, really. No, I do. I, I, it's, a, it's, it's the same sense of like like a Negan. Like it's the same way I kind of like Negan and uh, Walking Dead. Like even though they're bad guys, it's something that I like about the character. They have a certain kind of like Darlene has a certain belief system, and as crazy as it is, she sticks to it. She wants to make sure she makes sure her people are taken care of until they don't serve her purpose anymore. But. No, I, I I like Darlene for some reason. I don't know in, in all her craziness. Like it's a it's a yeah, it's like a code of ethics that she has that I that I like. Yeah, she she's the type of person where it's like there's a method to her madness. Yeah. And like I had a question for y'all. Like we know, nah, I know she you can't move past. Nah, stop. You can't move past that. There is no method to her madness. Darlene is a fucking idiot. Darlene understands that she's going against the cartel and she's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to still do it. She knows that growing them poppies in that backyard or whatever the fuck it is could get a gang of people killed. She doesn't care. She's going to do it anyway. There's no method to her madness. She's just a fucking nutball. That's a method. I know what I want and I'm going to do what I got to do to get it. Yes, but it's not logical. She knows like anybody that has a method to their madness knows that there's an end goal. Darlene cannot possibly think she can win against the cartel. I think she does. Then she then she's crazy. She's yeah. I don't think she's crazy, Mike. I think she. I think for the most part, he killed her husband, bro. Huh? He was gonna kill her. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Method to the madness. I love what you said. Method to the madness. Like, yeah, she's crazy. We all know that, but 
I think she's crazy enough to pull up because right now she's currently that chick in the town. Like she's untouchable, basically. Like she's not. Oh, she untouchable. Town within the town, like the police. Yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Like she's untouchable in that way. And I think she thinks she's untouchable to the point where she could take on the cartel. She's always thought that. Even when she was even when her husband was still mm-hmm. alive. Because they have their own little area, their own little state, their own little world. She's like, look, we run this town. We can't yeah. we don't care about no cartel. They always been like that. So she's just trying to rebuild that back up. Right. But again, you gotta think about it. She has not actually directly dealt with the cartel. The only reason the cartel has not blown her the fuck up is because Marty had to step in to make sure that nothing really bad happened yeah. when she killed Dell. Yeah. So there, there, again, I don't really see a method. I just see a person that's nuts that's kind of just been working out for her. Negan had a method to his madness. Darlene is just a fucking nut job. And now she's back out there growing the fucking poppies again. Now think about if, if Navarro says, oh, there's this redneck chick. Oh, wait, you telling me that she's the one who killed Dell? All right, bet. Sick him. You think she's going to make it out of there? No. She's not. She shot Dell in the face. shot Dell in the face. Jacob was mad that she even did that. He always hated her temper. Because right. Jacob knew that that was a bad idea. Jacob knew they can't take on the cartel. I don't know, man. So, Rod, you think that she shot Frank Jr.'s dick off to negotiate a deal with Frank Sr.? Yeah. It worked. No, I don't think that. I, I, I was with you, Rod, until that point. I think that no. <laughs> I think she just don't give a fuck. You ever, yes. see, you ever have somebody – there's a thin line between crazy and not giving a fuck. And I think a lot of people is just like – when you're dealing with villains, because that's what this show is about, is mostly. Don't think about it like this. It's not. It's not like she just. It's not like she doesn't understand what she has in her in her back pocket. Because she's like, look, if you want to go to war, I got plenty of men we can go to war with. But she, she doesn't, though. Right. She doesn't. That's she doesn't. What you mean? She, still got, she doesn't I mean, have people working her field. She got people. But that's not an army. She doesn't have plenty of people to go to war. She Maybe borrow, but she got people to go to war with, with like, like the, like uh, Frank, the Kansas City mob. I think so. Nah, bluffing, bro. Yeah, she was bluffing because all she had was that baby and that uh, broke ass Timothy Chalamet uh, looking uh, lover that she got. Right. So I think, but I think she just doesn't care. I think what she she understands what she was like when she came up to Frank. She, it was more on like either you're gonna take this deal or not. Like I'm ready for whatever. But here I'm offering this peace offering because I want to see again, like Ken was saying, like this legacy passed on. But they clearly showed Darlene processing things. She, they clearly showed her listening to the conversations and being like, "Oh man, I see how I can work that or finagle that." So while she is crazy, it is it is a sense of like strategy, the strategy and calculation there. Everything that she's done hasn't been just by happenstance. She she got Wyatt. She she got Ruth. Like she got Ruth. She like, didn't get Ruth. That was that was all of this stuff is happenstance. She killed Dell and then had to fix it. You think she went and got Wyatt so she could get Ruth? Yeah. What Wyatt? Oh no no no. She went and got the uh, Frank, Frank Jr. What is his name? Whatever uh, Tommy. She went and did. She knew if she did that, she would get. She would have Ruth's loyalty at that point. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So but, but 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 think about it though. Like. You can't really think that if I go and shoot this mob boss's son's dick off 
<laughs> and I'm going to all of a sudden be in cahoots with him. That was not strategy. No, the strategy was like, okay, I see that that the birds couldn't get this done for Ruth. So you right. know what? I'm going to get this done for Ruth. And, and I'm going to use it to start a conversation to try and get into business with the mob. And yeah. that's the part that I'm not, I'm not understanding why you would think that she's not just nuts if she shoots off the mob boss's dick and then says, I'm going to use that to start a conversation with the mob boss. Well, because she could have killed him. Exactly. And they knew he was wrong. But she didn't. He was real apologetic. Her, his dad was real apologetic to Marty and it lost him business because of it. So he knew that there was a possibility that his son was going to get retaliated on anyway. So she didn't kill him. She just shot his dick off. Now let, let's talk about what we can do as far as business goes because the fact that he did this to begin with lost you a big deal. I like what they're doing with Darlene, man. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, it was just, I just, I just really like what they're doing, Darlene. Like the fact that we don't like her, and the fact that we are saying she's crazy, but at the same time, she's building her own little clique mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this. Like she's, she's literally getting back. She's getting everything she wants at this point, and you can kind of see it. You know, that when Ruth and Wyatt was standing there, she was just kind of looking at them. But it, it, it felt like that whole thing with Ruth, you know, obviously it felt, fell in her lap. And it felt like she just wanted to enact some type of vengeance against this man that beat up a woman. What fell in her lap? Ruth. How did Ruth fall in her lap? By Marty not, not taking care of Frank Jr. No, she saw the opportunity. It didn't just fall in her lap. She capitalized on the opportunity. That's what y'all missing. They should capitalize. Because remember, she was laid up in in bed with Wyatt, and Wyatt, and and I think she was wondering like, why did Ruth leave? And he was, and Wyatt was saying like, well, because the birds never really took care of her, none of that shit. And it's like she, at at night, she was thinking that shit over, and that's why like she pulled up in the car. She already knew she was gonna go talk to Frank. Like she, uh, she already knew she was gonna talk to Frank when she pulled up to the car to that trailer park to go get Ruth. Nah. You mean to tell me that she didn't, when she told Ruth to get in the car, in the truck, she didn't know that like Ruth was going to like. When I she think y'all are putting, out, look, I like Darlene a lot. Don't, don't get this wrong. I, she's one of my favorite characters only because I like that she's a loose cannon and she's a complete fucking nut job. That's what I like about her. Okay. But I also like the fact that she's not strategic. I think when y'all, when Ken just said this stuff fell in her lap, the, the, the situation of Marty not taking care of the Ruth situation and Wyatt mentioning it to her, that fell in her lap. She didn't plan for all that shit. So her teaming up with Frank Sr., I don't see how that was a strategic move. That was more Darlene just really being nuts, thinking, okay, I know I just shot your son's dick off, but I'm going to still show up here by myself and have a conversation with you. I think you didn't bring the supposed army y'all think she had. And, she and, went solo. And plus, she want she wanted to make sure that they didn't go after Ruth. Right. That's why. She, and she wanted to protect Ruth. She was like, "Look, she didn't do it. It was me." Right. And anybody with any kind of drop of sense would have thought that if if I show up at this dude's place saying, "Hey, I'm the one who shot your son's dick off," by myself. They would have killed her. Man, she, bur- she, she purposely showed Ruth that, look, you protected under me. And I want to say that's actually in the dialogue. It's like, look, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about 
about anybody coming to get you here. She said that to a couple of them, right? Like, look, this this is a safe haven. She's a safe haven. Yeah, when when Ben came over. Yeah, like like you ain't got to worry about all that bull, that all that cartel shit. They come through these walls. Best believe, I got my shotgun. I got this. Ain't nobody getting through here. And 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 she makes people believe that. I'm not talking about Ruth making Ruth believe it. I'm stuck on y'all thinking that it was a strategic move to get in with Frank. That's the only part I disagree with. I don't think that that's what happened. I will agree that she lucks up on information. I just think that she is, the way the strategy comes in is the way she handles what she's found. And I think that she was able to kill a couple of birds with one stone when she shot old boy's dick off. It opened up a conversation for her to have with the mob. It allowed her the ability to show that Ruth, that she's she's got protection under her, and it also gives her an opportunity to get dig at Marty Bird and help destroy his operation a little bit. So I just think she does, what she does because she's batshit crazy, because she doesn't really give a fuck about about what may happen because she thinks she's untouchable. It's put her in a position to be able to pull certain strings that she wouldn't have had under normal circumstances. And that's where I think we feel like it's, strat- it's a little bit more strategy than just being that shit crazy. Yeah, because think about it like this, Mike. Like, we, we, we see how, they've shown how smart Marty is, right, when it comes to plans and strategy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to outplay her in, in a different situations and like when it, like when they was trying to get when they was trying to get the baby right she knew by using Wyatt that's when they got that well I know that's when mm-hmm. fought, but she knew by using Wyatt that they would win the case they that was that was strategy that was that was strategy I'm not disagreeing with that part yeah I'm just saying it's so she shows again I think we all agree that she's that shit crazy and that's what I like about her as well but I also like the fact that in that that shit craziness there's a little bit of uh, strategy in there somewhere. I get you. And that's all I'm saying. I'm with you for 98% of what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's cool. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, we're talking about memorable characters. I feel like uh, maybe the memorable character of the season was Ben and the introduction of Wendy's brother. Um, I, I loved his introduction scene as far as him being that substitute teacher and then him just going off the rails. Because she references her brother, I think, in the last season. In season two. Right? Yeah. yeah. Does she reference him in the first season, too, when Jonah starts to, to go crazy and cut animals up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, he that up. Yep. Okay. But I don't think she said it was her brother. I think she just said it comes from your side of the family. So I was wondering if they were ever going to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, just seeing Ben and, like, how he was just in, in a normal setting, like a classroom, and then seeing how he is in their world and just trying to – at first, he just thinks he's just kicking it and running away from the law because uh, of what he did back in uh, at that school. But now it's just more of, like, as – I think it was big for Wendy to see family and to be um, be able to – kind of have her little own world. I think that's what this season was mostly about is Wendy and creating her own world and trying to find herself within this mess. And I think that may have been to her detriment, obviously, at least to Ben, because like the closer their relationship was, the worse it got. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I just wanted to get y'all thoughts on Ben and his character in general. <laughs> I love Ben. I love Ben. <laughs> I, I love him. Go ahead, Roger. I hate. He, he was cool. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm didn't with you, Rod. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, the actor. I thought he did. I thought the guy that played him did a great job. 
he did a great job, but his character, come on, Nay. Like he he was he was so much of a fuck up, Nay. Yeah. <laughs> but he just wasn't equipped. So this is what I told Rock. Like it's not his fault that his sister is some shit. That's not his fault. He is not mentally equipped to be able to handle her lifestyle. And yes, Mark, they did the right thing by getting him locked up. They should have shipped him off. Marty was trying to get him to fuck out her. He knew it. He she tried to pay him, and she tried. She tried to get him to go too about paying him. And they were right. And bless Ruth's heart, she fell in love with him, got the dick, didn't know what to do with with herself, and and fucked him up. And I think Wendy was absolutely right. This one actually landed in in Ruth's lap because she told him he can't handle it. <sighs> As a big sister, it pulled on my heartstrings. As someone who's had bipolars in their family, it pulled on my heartstrings. I just, I absolutely loved everything about Ben, and I wanted to cry when they had to kill him, but I knew he had to go. He but, had to, yeah. Oh. Look, I'm with Rod. <laughs> I could not stand Ben. <clears throat> not the actor in his acting performance. Right. That was great. Right. The issue I had with it was that part of the story just got to be annoying because yeah. every single person watching the show knew exactly where it was going to go. Yes. And when they first introduced him, I was just like, all right, man. So at some point, this dude's going to flip out. He's going to let loose some shit and he's going to have to be killed. And that was irritating. It was like, why are you even letting him stay here and be this close to the business if you know that he's not mentally reliable. So it was just aggravating. I didn't, I didn't like that. I did like the emotional aspect of the scene itself where she had to make that decision, even though I don't think he's dead, but we'll, we can get to that. But I did like that part. I just didn't like him being added to the scenario in any way. Yeah, because you know he was an instant fuck up. And like, yeah, it was yeah, obvious. It and especially, I think it was it was episode nine that got to me. And obviously, that's like the his whole story in a nutshell. But for the fact that, like, he called the cops on himself, the fact that he was just, he was calling Helen like it was, like, it was an uh, a ex-lover trying to get, like, just to explain some shit. It was just like, bro, what the hell? Like, it, it, was, it was too heavy-handed on, like, we have to kill this guy. Like, there's no other way we have to kill him. Especially when I thought he was going to die when he ran up on Helen and her daughter, Aaron. Talking about some like yeah like bro your mama's a, a fucking drug lord like to me it was just like oh yeah he's gone after that so I I think I did like his acting it's funny because he's the same guy that was in Iron Fist so I think he, as an actor I think he he you could tell with a good writing that he could do a lot better but um I I loved his performance especially that monologue he had in the car on his way to uh to Ruth's place like that was that kind of gave like a whole summary of like what is it like to be bipolar and just to just to talk here no i'm listen i understand why y'all didn't like him and that's fine but i love him and i think that he was nec- well i don't know i don't know if necessary is the right word but i like the fact that that was what broke wendy like when he was like i can't do this shit no more I'm just gonna put my head up under the covers and get in the fetal position y'all let me when this is done like I like the the fact that that's what finally broke her, and I just like I said, I just he pulled in my heartstrings, honey. I was about to be in tears. You know what? Ben should have been Charlotte for me. If Ben was Charlotte, I would have liked this whole angle a lot more. Because Charlotte, I can't fucking stand her either. So yeah. she started doing the same type shit, and they had to kill her ass. 
I would have really been like, God damn, this is the best goddamn season of any show ever made in, in, in the history of shows being made. I hated Charlotte last season on season two. So this one was just like, they just moved my anger to someone else, I guess. Because it was like, who can fuck up more than Charlotte? And it was Ben. <laughs> um, and I don't know, Ken, what, what were your thoughts on Ben? I thought Ben was com- compelling. Um, I thought, like, once they introduced the fact that he was on meds and that's why he couldn't fuck, um, because of the bipolar <laughs> stuff, and once he got off of it, like, we just had this conversation about what men will do for some tank things, some newt newt. <laughs> they, 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 they'll do some crazy stuff for it. Ben knew good and damn well that he needed to be on his damn med. But he risked it all <laughs> to get some ass. That's going to be me after this pandemic. <laughs> That's going to be me around November, bro. <laughs> no, because at first he was just there. So I'm like, okay. It is. It, it felt like Ben is obviously there as, as for a reason. So either they're gonna kill him or something. So we I all. Feel like, out. I it, feel like they also tried not to cut you off real quick, but like I felt like he was there to to fulfill Buddy's role because they had him living in the basement and he kind of was just lounging around for a little bit and he got close to Jonah. So it felt like he was like, okay, this makes sense. Keep it in the family. This replace because Buddy was a. Buddy was one of my favorite characters before he passed, so I was wondering what, how would they uh, fulfill that role? And I think Adam Ben was good, but it just, like Mike said, it got annoying probably in like the fifth episode. Uh, wait, well, I think they spent, they definitely dragged out the death. I, you know, they they wanted to build up, like you know, all of this tension you know, to get to the point where Wendy just break. And I think that's what he was there for. It was to break Wendy down and to show her that this cartel life is for real. And you're going to have to either let one go to save your family. So what are you going to do? And when she saw him buying that phone, she came to the realization that there was nothing she could do. And once again, she went against um, Marty. And Marty told him to leave. Went, ben told <laughs> Wendy what Marty said, and Wendy went against that. And going all the way back to the beginning of the episode where Naomi said they just needed to talk to each other more, that's another prime example of the reasons why. What I liked about what they did with Ben is, is that they brought, you know, obviously mental is- you know, issues to the forefront and put that in this situation. And it's like, what do you do when a guy absolutely has no control over his faculties for those reasons? Not because he's just making dumb decisions, but because he can't control the decisions that he's making. So I thought that that was an interesting element to add to this storyline because at the end of the day, when it comes down to the cartel, the one thing that matters is money and being able to trust people. And he crossed the line when it came to to Aaron and Ruth, you know, got whipped and she let him out and didn't refuse and refused to set responsibility for that as well. Um, But before all of that, Ben was just kind of there. And his infatuation with Ruth, I thought was was funny because he kept trying. I mean, he kept going after that roof, man. He, he well, loved yeah, his roof. Yeah, that southern twang too. <laughs> hey, man, when 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 uh when Ruth was 
playing. I think she was listening to Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and he he started doing that little white boy head nod. <laughs> I, I I went to an all white school, so I know white guys like Ben. So that's why Ben didn't really annoy me because I've I know guys like him that just just fucking live life, and that was before they introduced all that that the other stuff you know to him about you know the bipolar stuff. <clears throat> well, Ben was fine until towards the end. Okay. So maybe I should clarify. I didn't hate him the entire time. It was just when they started to get to the point where it, they were making it very obvious that he was about to have a major break. Yeah. And that was when I was just like, all right, Ben needs to go away. By the way, when she was in the car and she was rapping to herself, she was rapping the wrong words. I just want to put that out there in case nobody else noticed. I noticed. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Ruth. I love the aspect of her being like a, a hip hop fan because yeah. I told y'all before when I when I was in high school in Conyers, all those rednecks loved rap. That was cool, but her rapping the wrong words is unforgivable. And I thought that was a nice touch that they added, you know, to Ruth's character. That here's this redneck hillbilly person that just all she does is listen to the rap. Nice <laughs> though, I, I know, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah, Mike's right, man. They still do that in Kanye's, man. Riding around in big ass pickup trucks, r- bumping rap music. It's crazy. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> now, with um, the law enforcement, obviously, still plays a role in this. But obviously, we got Agent Petty out the way last season, and I was wondering how they were going to fulfill his role or who was going to be the officer that leads this new charge against Marty and it ended up being Petty's lover, uh, what was it, Trevor or Evans, uh, Agent Evans. And also they brought in uh, the auditor, FBI agent, uh, Maya, Maya Miller, I believe. And it was interesting to see, like, I was, I was curious to see, like, how they're going to do a, a pregnant black woman and a gay black man in these law enforcement uh, positions trying to bring down this cartel, trying to expose all this. How are they going to play it out as far as, like, what were going to be their motives? Because obviously we knew that Agent Petty was just psychopath, but he was just like strictly trying to follow the book. Uh, and then he also went off his path. But like with Evans and Maya, it seemed like Maya was very stubborn, especially when Marty was trying to like at least get throw her a bone and throw some breadcrumbs. She wasn't even going. Even to the end, Maya didn't want to listen to him. So I was wondering what y'all thoughts were on the FBI agents this season. I like Maya. I liked her character. I don't even I don't know I don't even know exactly what I think I just like the um the relationship between her and Marty like the like the battle of wits the battle of smarts or whatever they both were like equally smart at what they do as a her as an FBI agent and him as a money launderer or whatever I I I like that that relationship you know what I mean? And, and the way that, and the way they were able to identify, like, yo, she's really smart. And he was able to identify, oh, yeah. Um, or she was able to identify, yeah, he's really smart. So I just like that relationship in itself. Maybe me, personally. I don't know, man. I I'm, I didn't really feel it much for, for her character. Um, I, I felt like she was just there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just to kind of move certain uh, story elements along, um, and 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 that's it. So I, I did like how Marty played her as though by trying to give her this evidence, and then you know, and Wendy, 
Well, I don't know. I don't know if Marty was intentionally using that to sabotage her. I think Wendy did that. So I take that back. But yeah, she was all right. No, I think there's a certain level of respect on both ends. I don't think so. I, I think in the beginning, I think he admired the fact that she knew about, uh, you know, the law of large numbers. You know, I, I think that I think that's when he realized that um, he had to be on top of his game um, when it when it when it came to her. But he still ended up playing her every single time. I I, I liked her. I liked her character. I like I liked her character more than Petty. Petty just got on my fucking nerves. I love Petty. <laughs> Petty Petty I disliked in the same way that I disliked Ben. It was like within within two episodes, it was like, all right, I already know where this is gonna go. Petty's gonna start doing shit completely off the off the books in order to get all these people to be put in jail. And it was just kind of goofy. Um, yeah. with this with this chick, I liked the fact that we didn't really know what her motivations were. All we knew was she was strictly by the book. And Marty was trying to slide shit in there, trying to get her to turn, and it just wasn't working. And I forget who said it, Nick or Rod, about the, mo- the, the mutual respect. I definitely think there was a mutual respect. I think he respected her because he was like, he finds her to be extremely intelligent and close to his level as far as intelligence goes. And she kind of respected him because she's like, I think she knew that Marty was really not doing this because he was trying to make a bunch of money. She knew Marty was in there because he was going to die. So she was really just trying to save him. So I thought that that was a dope angle. Yeah, it is because you got to take somebody that's strictly by the book like her, right? Yeah. That this dude is working for the, like, you know that he works for the cartel, but you still are trying to find him a way I don't know necessarily kind of out of it or whatever. Like I thought that was really interesting. And, and, and then like you, you go further in the episode of how she got him out of the situation by knowing that he would identify. I thought that was super dope. I, I, I thought that was really dope. Yeah. I was ready for her to have a baby. <laughs> what you saying? I was ready for her to have a baby. It was just real unrealistic to me for you to be pregnant. And about to have a baby and be in these situations with these hardened criminals. But, that, I, but what was that angle though? I don't get why. I'm sorry, Rod. Go ahead. But I was just gonna say, but doesn't that show the power of a woman, right? Like even even with with pregnancy, they're able to still conduct and, and do these things. I thought I thought they showed a lot of different things with that. You never you never saw it that way. I can see I can see that, but okay. I thought that was dope. I thought that was a dope angle to have her pregnant. I just didn't read that much into her. Like, yeah. like I, I kind of agree with Ken. I felt like, what was it, a MacGuffin? Ain't that the word? MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I think she was just kind of there to give him ultimately that out. And I think the thing that really threw it off for me is, like, at the very end, the way they were able to use her to, to save the day. I think it's like last five minutes of the episode. Oh, we gonna use her? I think yeah. It just I, I just mm-hmm. I, I wasn't here for it. I think her character is gonna gonna come up again and, and be intricate into the story after she has the baby. I don't know whenever she has the baby. I hope she got the baby by then. <laughs> the pregnancy angle didn't make sense to me. I was just like, why they make her pregnant? It didn't even play into her story at all. It was just kind of dumb. But I liked her still. I still liked her. 
I just didn't like the pregnancy aspect. Maybe the only caveat for the pregnancy is that she's going to be a parent. Because remember, that her, she would ask Marty for some advice about parents. I think she asked him, like, when is it time to, like, set up, before, like, set up some type of trust for your kid? And he said as soon as they hit kindergarten. Like, it was more like maybe that's what she was – Cause even in the end, he was like, remember, he gave her like the pictures from uh, Jonah's uh, droid. Uh, what is it? The thing that flies in the air. Um, yeah, the drone. Like, and she was just like, and he was like, look, if you don't take this evidence, like, this is the last thing I'm giving you because they're about to kill my family. Like, this is me pleading to you at this point. Like, they're going to kill my family if you don't take out this cartel. And I think that was the angle. Like, oh, I'm about to, I'm pregnant. I'm about to have a child. I know it's a, what it's like to be scared for your family. That's the only reason why I think she was pregnant. Then why didn't they just have her have a kid? I mean, why be pregnant in that moment? It was just, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, maybe to create this artificial timeline, you know, that she had six oh. weeks. I think she was doing six weeks. So maybe that was it. Yeah. That could make sense. Uh, speaking of kids, uh, we see Jonah's grown up. We've seen Charlotte change over a new leaf, and then we get introduced to Aaron. Um, I, I kind of like Jonah and Charlotte's angle because Charlotte last season was trying to get out the family, and Jonah was the one that was kind of like bunkered down within it, even learning how to money launder himself. And in this season, you see Charlotte and Jonah switch as far as towards the end. Jonah's not really trying to be in the family anymore, especially how they just let – like family members and things that they felt like they cared about morality wise go out the window. And Charlotte is just like, look, we got to stay together. Like I tried to leave and I came back. So what did y'all think about the kids this season? I liked them a lot better this season. Um, I think that I liked the fact that they had a solid unit in the kids. The parents is the ones who's fucking everything up. Like the kids are really ride or die. And I liked the angle of with Helen and where her, as deep in as Helen is, and her kids know absolutely, her, her children know absolutely nothing about the situation. And then seeing how they played with Charlotte and Jonah, being aware of the situation and somewhat being able to handle it until Jonah completely lost it at the end, which was probably one of the most intense scenes for me. I really thought he was going to kill Helen. Um, but... Yeah, I liked that angle. So I, I enjoy the kids' characters a little bit more this year than I – I mean, they've been a source of contention for me for the last two seasons. I wanted to whip both their asses. The crazy-ass Jonah cutting up animals and shit and Charlotte just acting a whole ass. Like, I like the fact that they were reined in a little bit more. The only source of issue and conflict within the family were within the parents. Well, I didn't like – I thought Aaron was aggravated. Oh, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. Who's Aaron? Y'all keep Helen's Aaron? daughter. Helen's daughter. Aaron. Oh, okay. No, I agree with you. I didn't like that either. But that's because she ain't no shit. But I didn't think about it until you said it, uh, Naomi, um, about I guess, you know, Aaron and I guess the way they, they compare and contrast the two and show the difference. I didn't even think about that until you said it. But they were all right. I didn't really care much for any of their scenes. Uh outside of when Aaron Ask the kids if her mom really, you know, laundered, laundered money or work for the cartel. Um, you know, I wanted them to be, you know, open and honest about that, but even that backfired. But yeah, I, I think they were just there and they just had to do something with them. I did 
feel like they can handle a lot more truth than, you know, the parents were, were willing to give them. And I think as the, as the season went along, they started or were forced to do that. And we saw evidence of that when Ben told them about what happened to the dad and, and the mom was trying to hide that for them. And she was like, you know, they could take it and, you know, it, it showed that they could. But outside of that, you know, they were just there. Uh, going back to the uh, Marty and Wendy's relationship, they're in a lot of therapy sessions this year, and <laughs> it feels like <laughs> I assume, but <laughs> it felt like I don't know. Like this was the season where like their relationship really got tested. Even though I felt like they can't get divorced, like can you can y'all honestly see them ever leaving each other? Like I don't see how either one of them can leave each other and try to move on or try to just remove themselves from this. So they're trying to make it work. And as much as Marty is playing along with it, he's paying off the therapist to say, to agree with him, but also give her some wins as well. Um, and that causes a rift. And the therapist scenes were like kind of lighthearted up until the end where they took the therapist out. Uh, but I was just wondering as far as their relationship and, and where you transitioning, like where we can see season four going through, um, how does how does their relationship move forward now? Do they fully trust each other now and they're going to start talking to each other? Or do you guys feel like there's still going to be some backstabbing? I mean, we, if we fast forward to the end, they don't have no choice but to get along now and communicate. But, I mean, they've been at odds from, from the beginning of this season, from the beginning of this show. Like, they, they've been... Not a thing. Like they've been struggling, they're struggling, struggling with their relationship since the beginning. So I don't think that's new. Yeah, because Wendy was cheating on him, but I even left Chicago. Yeah. What one thing that I loved about the therapist, it, it once again, I don't know whose idea it was. Uh, I don't know if they ever said, but it was a kid's idea. Okay, so that may take away for the reasons why I thought they were saying what they were saying and in front of the therapist is because all this stuff is confidential and you can't, you know, uh, use it in the court of law. So I thought that's why they ended up talking to a therapist and decided to have those business meetings in, in front of, you know, with, with therapists there to talk through like some of those, those, uh, some, some of that strife that they were um, having, you know, um, in the earlier parts of the season. But to go to your question, Nick, one of the things that I loved about what they used Ben to do is break down, like we saw them switch roles and we saw a more sympathetic Marty to Wendy when she had to make the decision that she did. And they went from the scene of where they were just cussing each other out, like they hated each other's guts mm -hmm. to him basically having to care for her and show her that, you know, we love you. We care for you. We want the best for you. We understand it. Like he was really caring and endearing towards her. And it was such a stark difference from where they were a couple of episodes uh, prior to that happening. And again, like credit to the storytelling because who saw that happening and to use Ben to manifest that um, made that, even more interesting to me. So, and it brought them together all the way to the end to where, you know, 
you know, the thing happened and they they like they ride or die now again. So I think they will after all they've been after what everything they've been through. Yeah, I mean, they really don't have a choice to be quite honest. Like they can't. I mean, we see what happened with Helen, ex-husband. So she got tortured because the ex-husband trying to get the kids. Like they can't, they can't separate at this point. They know too much. They're too, they're too intrinsically linked in this situation. And the other thing with the therapist that I liked is I liked the fact that even though they were talking about their business, they never specified what the business was and were they were very vague in how they discussed their stuff in the very beginning. But when they had that big blowout, the fact that they were very specific about what happened and who died and who got <laughs> shot and all of that, that it made for all of us to be like, oh shit, do they realize the therapist is right there? So I, I really like those therapy scenes. I, I, last, real quick, I love when Seuss showed up in that damn McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a great scene when Marty was clowning, calling the transformer and told her to get her to <laughs> And then I was thinking, like, yo, does she even know how to drive that thing? And then they showed that she didn't know how to drive it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. The, the, the writing is so good in this show, man, because I was thinking that, and then it happened. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Did, did y'all find it interesting? Like, this is, I guess, the, the last biggest character to talk. But Navarro, the... The king. Oh, Mike, my bad. Go ahead. I just wanted to point out that this is the second question you've asked that I didn't answer. And I just want I just wanted to see if you were gonna let me answer this one, but I see I'm gonna have to just get in where I fit in. (laughs) What did you not answer? The last two questions about about the kids and now about the therapist. You skipped over me. You did. You gotta do better, Nicholas. Because I've been trying to not, you know jump in there and talk over nobody, you know, but Nick just don't want to hear nothing. I got to fucking say I, I'm relying on you to jump in. I'm used to you jumping in, but all right, my bad, Mike. Go ahead. You I'll just me. say that I really liked the therapist, and this was, her dying was one of the one moments of the show where I was genuinely, I was genuinely sad. And I don't really know why, because we didn't really spend that much time with her, but she was just so, just lighthearted and just jovial. Mm-hmm. And when they got to that scene where I forget the guy's name, the 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 Nelson man, what's his name? Nelson. When he when he shows up at the house, I was like, oh, he's gonna fucking kill her. And when he sat down and they started talking, I was like, okay, maybe they're gonna take this another angle, and she's gonna like shrink him, and then he's gonna be cool and he's gonna leave. I'm like, all right, this show might do something funny like that. But then he pulled the gun out, and I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> really. You knew she had to die. I did, but I was really hoping they wouldn't do it. And it wasn't like she was like the best person. In, like she was manipulative as hell. She was being bought off from the gate. But she wasn't and evil, though. She wasn't evil, but she wasn't good. And then when Helen sat down and she was like, you know what? Now that you mention it, I think I really do want more. <laughs> <laughs> we all I like you got that. a whole yellow transformer sitting outside your, your, in your in your driveway. Like, stop it! I like but, her. She didn't have to die. She did. I mean, she did, but I just didn't want to see it happen. You didn't. You didn't see it happen. And I think that again to the uh, uh, to their writing, man. They know we don't want to see her actually get killed. No, you know, I didn't want her to die. Period. I didn't no, want no, her to no. die. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is that I, I'm with you on that. I didn't necessarily want her to die. Die either because she was, it was like something endearing about her, mm-hmm. but um, but I was like, okay, at least they didn't show that she 
showing her being killed. Yeah, that was I was just like, okay, I, I, can, I can deal with it. And not showing her being killed, but we, we know we, that, you know, it's, it's implied that she died, that, that she got killed. Mm-hmm. She's like, what do you do for a living? He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, and then um, the kids, what do you think about the kids this season? I've always liked Jonah, even when he was cutting animals up. I, I liked I liked his angle because I, I feel like he's one of those idiot savant type of kids. Like he's obviously extremely intelligent, but he's mm-hmm. just a little bit off. Charlotte, I've hated Charlotte from day one. I still hate Charlotte. The only issue I had with Charlotte for this season was with the writing because I, I, can't, I can't see what it was that made her flip back to being on the side of the family. And yeah. I don't think they did a great job of showing that. That's why I feel like what they did with Ben was kind of what they were supposed to do with Charlotte. Like Charlotte should have just fell in love with Wyatt and then started fucking up and telling secrets and shit. And then they had to kill her, but instead they just substituted that with Ben. But yeah, for the most part, I dig the kids. I'm really, really, really interested to see what they do with them this next season, being that Helen's dead. And being that Wyatt and Ruth are now basically enemies of the, of the bird. bird, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the kids for the most part. I like their I like their parts that they're playing. So going on to Navarro and his character, I think this is the the one time that we see the the head leader of this whole or one of the cartels, like on a day to day or like more intimate setting even if he's talking to them about deals and and how they fucking up and how they need to correct stuff or like you've seen his personal life like i think he was one of the last few scenes i remember him is like that uh baptism that got messed up by other cartel like you see that he tried to have some sense of normalcy what did you guys think of his character and um how he operated the whole shebang they didn't show enough of him for me to care that much. Like the only, only, huh? Is that what it was? The only real moment of emotion we got from him is when they murdered his, was it his daughter or his nieces, whoever that was getting married? The baptism? That was his girl. I thought it was a wedding. Uh, That was a child, his child being baptized. Okay. When they shot all of them, that was the only real piece of emotion we got from him. The rest of the show, he was just kind of like dead basically. No, the, the the changes between him and Marty, that was a lot. Emotionally? I think so. You mean when, when Marty was in the dungeon? Yeah, yeah. That, that, there was a lot of interaction between them there. I didn't get any emotion from that. I just got... I mean, I, I thought it was cool what they did. I'm just talking about from, as him, as a character, and as an actor or whatever, I didn't really get that much from him. I would have liked to get a little bit more something. Yeah. He didn't really. Go ahead, Kane. He didn't really seem like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was off screen. That was that was the one thing I didn't I didn't get from him mm-hmm. um, because he didn't really talk a lot. Like most of his commands, where he would just look to somebody or he would look down, and they just automatically knew what to do. Um, like Rod said, the only time we really got some insight into who he was. Um, was when he was torturing Marty, but it felt like that was them using him to tell us who Wendy and Marty were at their core. Like Marty want, wants to win and Wendy wants it all. 
you know, and and that was it. Um, and then, you know, when he flipped out on Wendy, you know, when he was like, we're not partners, you work for me. Uh, we started to see him snap a little bit here and there, but he didn't really come across as a boss to me um, as it went on, uh, except towards the end. I think we started to see how sinister he was, but up until that point. For me, I always, I wish they never killed Dell. And I, I, I didn't realize that until like this season, because I felt like Dell from the beginning, he obviously set the tone for the show but he was just more – he felt more like the boss, even though he was obviously an underling. But he always had a good presence, and I, and I like him as an actor too. And it's just like ever since then I've been – I'm just trying to see like how they're going to fill the role of Dell with a new cartel person who's a, a, the, a, the, the people they got to go through. And I think with Navarro, I was expecting that. I, I hope to see more – I hope more of his character gets fleshed out next season – but for this season, I, I kind of like where they're going with him because, again, we haven't really seen an emotional side to most cartel bosses up until this point with the baptism scene. So I want to see how how does he act now moving forward because he always told Wendy, I think from the beginning, that I don't trust you. I just trust my opinion of you. So I want to see how, like, between him and Mar- Wendy and Marty, how would their trio relationship work? I'm torn on Navarro. Like... So I liked the fact that he was a man of few words. I think that there is a certain level of like allure, of allure and mystery, mystery and like in how aloof he is. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I don't feel like I got enough of him to be really scared of him. Like he hasn't like outside of at the very end, there isn't anything that he personally did that made me feel like, oh shit, you know. So I think. I think I'm with you, Nick. I'm curious to see what they do with him in the next season um, because there is a certain allure to him. And I think, and even when he snapped on Wendy, to me, that wasn't so much him being a menacing boss as much as it was. I was just astonished at her entitlement (coughs) and and her not understanding her situation. I was like, oh, this is that white woman's entitlement at its finest. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm your partner. So I was was less scared and more like, thank you for explaining to her what her role really is. Because, yeah, so I just wasn't quite scared of Navarro. And I didn't really see him until that very last scene where I was like, oh, okay. I don't have a problem with Navarro and the camera time. I I think it's just enough. I think I don't I don't want it. I think it'll come off a little corny to me, honestly, if we start seeing him just do a whole bunch of, I don't know, just sinister type things. I like the fact that he has henchmen and just can make a call and is a man of very few words. I like that element. You know what I'm saying? We already have the Darlene's and stuff of the world to do all that crazy stuff or whatever. I like that, you know, this dude can make a phone call and in the next few hours, somebody's showing up at your casino pulling you out of it. Or somebody's showing up at your function and pulling you out of it because you made that call. Somebody called and said, yo, I got a plane for you. Yo, you need to get here. So I like I like that he can, that, that that's the way they show him. Not him, like, torturing, clearly torturing people. I think they did it just enough with that Marty scene and give us a taste of what he can do and what he's capable of doing and how he's capable of breaking people. Yeah, you're right. But I did, I, I, I felt like I liked Dell more. I don't know why. 
Dell, I don't know. Dell had Tell him about Dell. Because that's the traditional, that's the traditional bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Dell tradi- I think Navarro's the traditional bad guy. He's sitting back, he's quiet, says next to nothing. I just for some reason I feel like Dell delivered it better. I think Isai Morales is just a better actor. Like I think yeah, I think if you put Isai Morales in in the Navarro position, it would have been stronger. Like the fact that he was a man of so few words, like it like in that first scene with him and Wendy where all he really gives is facial expressions, I think a slightly better actor would have given stronger facial expressions, which would have made a little bit more fearful of him. So even though the Navarro character is a is dope, a dope character in concept, I think it's just a, a stronger actor would deliver that a little bit better. I feel, and I and I, I can I can agree with you there. There you go. See, y'all put your heads together and you make a solid ass point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any last or. Any last thoughts of the season or in, in anticipation for next season? What's to come? That last, uh, that last scene? That's what he asked me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that last scene. <sighs> yeah. Man, I was not. At, I mean, I'm not. I was. I surprised. Maybe not super surprised, but it just happened so damn quick. Did you jump? <laughs> Did you see the end? No. Oh, you, you might not want to be down here right now. Yeah. Give us a second. Yeah, I'm not even gonna, I jumped. Man. I did too. I, I wasn't. I, that was that was not something I was even remotely expecting. Really? At all? At yeah. all? And I'm with I'm with him, man, because like they didn't set it up that way. They had an opportunity oh. to do her off. They set it up like Marty was the one who was gonna get killed. That's yeah. what we thought going onto the plane, but getting onto the plane with Nelson there and all of that stuff, it was set up like Marty. FBI agent yeah. and had said, Marty said, don't, don't you get on that plane. <laughs> she was black, don't you get on that <laughs> She was black, man. <laughs> but see, I, I knew that there was no possible way that they were going to kill Marty. I yeah, knew I know, yeah. You so, know that. That's why I was saying I thought it was going to be uh, uh, Wendy. That's why I said, like, that's why I had that in my hand. Like, oh, my God, they about to kill me. But see, that's why I wish I wouldn't have ever said a word to you. Right, 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 right. Because I, wa- I didn't have that inclination. I right. thought it was just they were going to land, they were going to walk in, and Navarro was going to do something or say something that was going to end. Yeah. I, the last thing I was expecting was for them to walk up and shoot her in the head. And I literally sat there with my mouth open. Yeah, I and I can't tell you the last time I did that with a TV show. I didn't, I didn't move for like 10 minutes. I was just like, I can tell you, you really do that? that when Darlene shot Dale. That was the last time I did that. When Darlene shot who? Yeah. In the first season. Yep. That was so unexpected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time I've had a moment like that. So this show has been privy to giving me more. Yeah, that is true. I agree with you on that, Nate. I, I could think not believe that he shot there. I was like, "Yo, this is the ball, man. This is the guy. Like, what? What is happening? Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Game of of them to do that. <laughs> For me, it was just like I know based off of when they were showing the scenes of Helen going behind Marty's back to the FBI, setting up that whole fake, you know, um, confession, and then the cop on the phone with Marty, I was like, one of these three people are going to die. It's either going to be Marty, Helen, or uh, right. Wendy. 
Right. So like Mike was saying, obviously, they can't, if they killed off Marty, they're really, really gambling on the rest of this series because without yeah. him, that's, that's, that's a big jump. That so, is. That's why I say you, they could probably live without Wendy. The show probably could survive without Wendy. I think it could thrive, probably. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it still be a little hard because she does bring an element, but I was like, you know, if she does that, I could still see the show kind of surviving a little bit. But um, so I knew, so that's why I thought it was going to be her. I didn't think it was going to be Helen because, like I said, they had an opportunity. They had an opportunity to to do off with her. You know what I'm saying? You know, the only only issue I have was I still don't really fully understand why they killed her. It was because of the um, at least from what I was understanding. Remember how they were Helen and Wendy basically fell out. And remember when um, Helen was like, uh, we got to show that, that we're more important than her. Yeah, exactly. And then she was trying to go for the casino license. That's what she was talking to the governor or the senator dude. And then she was even going back to Navarro saying like, look, just put all the business in under me and I'll take care of it from there. I think they were trying to let you know that like it was a guessing game of who is he going to choose? Because if he chooses one, he has to kill the other. No, he could have just said, yo, stop doing that. <laughs> he didn't have the, to kill anybody. And the FBI wasn't in play yet. You want to check on him? They, had, they, they didn't execute on that plan. He just tipped her off that, you know, this is what we're going to do for you. But that wasn't in play yet. He didn't, he knew about it, but it hadn't happened. Well, I was saying as far as they, they had a pressure on them that Wendy brought up and saying like, look, Helen is coming to make sure that we are expendable. So we need to, we need to do something to show our value. Because whoever shows the most value is going to get kept. But the value wasn't shown is what I'm saying. Right, right. The, the value wasn't shown, and there was really no reason for Navarro to kill Helen. I'm fine with it because it gave the season a wonderful what-the-fuck moment. But if you look at it, they didn't really give you any logical reason as to why he did that. I think they did. I mean, outside of the – and I could kind of help with that – argument, but I'm going to go to a different argument of like how she was kind of um, like kind of like working with the feds almost like she was negotiating with the FBI to get that. Um, Helen wasn't working with the feds. Yeah, At she, the end, she the was end. making it seem like Marty was going to confess. Right. But she wasn't working with the feds. That was all a trick. She was right. never working with the feds and Navarro didn't even know about that. Oh, but remember with the federal government. Go ahead. I was going to say, Agent Evans, he, um, he asked her, like, listen, you're representing Marty, but you're also trying to indict Navarro, but you represent him. Like, we all know who your boss is. Okay. So it was just like, you could see how this can get fucked up very easily. But yeah. Navarro didn't have that information. Right. How do we know? That's what we don't know that. That's and then you also have to think about the fact that from as far as Navarro knows, Marty is trying to flip the FBI. So how does he know that that Helen's not interfering with that? Okay, so so, so I get what y'all are saying, but I yeah. still, I still persist that we don't know. So okay, I get it. I get it. The only thing also, go ahead, Nate. With the FBI agent, remember she was like, if this information leaks out, you're gonna be in trouble, Marty. So it's like, so if there's information already leaked out about there's a deal on the table. And I think based off of what was said as far as Navarro knowing that Marty's trying to 
uh, fooled the FBI, it wouldn't make sense for him to make a deal if all so, that. Because he'll so be talking Nav- So Navarro threw, I guess, an informer, somebody at the FBI got wind that Helen was working with the FBI to get a deal for Marty Bird. To snitch on Navarro. Because of that, that made Helen expendable and not Marty. Is that what y'all saying? That's part of it, I think. Why would that be the case? Because that would it would seem like it would be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because you remember that the, the FBI agent was like, well, you know by by doing this, you're actually uh what did he say? I can't It's a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's a conflict works for Navarro, but yeah. he's also but she's also representing somebody who's going to rat on Navarro. And as far as Navarro thought, Navarro thinks that Marty's going to flip the FBI agent to get his competition, not him. So, it, I mean, to me, it would seem like what she's doing is a conflict of Navarro's interest because he's trying to get the FBI to go after his counterparts, not him. And they have, and they have plans to go after his counterparts. So they essentially have the better plan than Hillary. Mm, I think I he likes know. the plan. I think I think he likes the plan of like taking down a cartel using the FBI. And I ultimately felt like Helen was just going rogue anyway. So her, what she's doing is is outside of what Navarro had instructed her to do. So that in itself, to me, is enough to have Navarro kill her. But she was telling Navarro most of what she was doing. The only part she left out was the part about how she was setting it up to look like Marty was going to snitch. That's a major but, part. But that was, but that was all to set up Marty. It wasn't to help herself. He didn't. He didn't want Marty set up. The only thing she really asked him approval was was for her to be part of Bird Enterprises. So right. it happens to Wendy and Marty that they still have a vested interest in their business opportunities. She was going above and beyond that with getting her own licensing, with going and trying to get Marty set up. That was outside of what she discussed with Navarro. And we've so that, part would, that part would make more sense. So he just killed her because she wasn't following instructions explicitly. Exactly. Right. Because we we've he've he's already we've already he's already established that that uh, Marty's very important and vital to his business. No, like he didn't kill the man. Right. He was like, "Yo, this dude is very vital to my business." Mm, and Wendy made sure that she told Navarro about her brother. Right. I don't know if Helen had kept him in the loop of that. She did say that there were some situations where they're showing some signs of weaknesses. But I don't know if Helen ever told Navarro about Wendy's brother. But why would that? Why would that? She didn't tell him. She right. didn't because, tell him because Wendy ended up telling him. And that would be important because because he was he was affecting the business. And Wendy made sure to make it known that I had to take care of my brother because it was affecting business. Mm. Why didn't Helen tell me that this was affecting business? That's what you're down there for. You're get, Helen was just giving him generalities. Wendy actually told him what the situation was. I don't think that would sway him. I don't think Navarro wanted to know those details. I think Navarro just wants to know that everything is running properly. I don't think he gives a shit that it's the brother and he has mental illness and he's bugging out and he's doing all this. I don't think Navarro wants to know any of that shit. And Helen knows that. Helen knows that. I think to a slight degree, Helen was kind of protecting them by not giving Navarro all of those details. Yeah, Helen is What y'all said Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Helen was there to make sure that he didn't have to hear about stuff like that. Right. 
Well, yeah, well, that was also to save her ass, too. Because anytime they fucked up, it ended on her. That was her. for vengeance. That wasn't to save her. Well, it was part to save her ass, but she was mad at Ben for running up on her daughter like that. Yeah, because if she would have to tell if she had to mention Ben, she'd also have to mention what Ben's been doing as far as coming up to her daughter, spilling the beans about all the shit that's going on. Which, which means her daughter, daughter would have to die. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I don't, that's true. I don't know. I'm a, I, yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out. I, di- I didn't have enough clues to figure it out. I thought about it a long time to try to decipher what happened. Um, I just didn't have enough to come to any conclusion. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see uh, what explanation they provide. But I do like how, so there's a couple of things. Nelson uh, not telling her it was going to happen when she asked, um, you know, if if she got the call, if he got the call about her, what he said, he said, yeah, obviously that was a lie. And then the way he walked off the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what it walked was. off the screen. Nelson? When they got out of the SUV, he walked off the screen and all three of them were still on the screen. And then he came, all you saw was the gun. Oh. All you saw was her getting her head blown out. So he knew. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the way they shot it. It was so, that's what made it so mm-hmm. shocking because we didn't see it. We so see it. It was a shock yeah, for us. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. It was directed perfectly. Man. Yeah, man, that was that was that was dope. That messed with my spirit. <laughs> I was having dreams about it. It was it really messed with me. I had to keep rewinding because I was like, because I was just I was like, how did they yeah set that up to make it as shocking as it was? Because how did I not see any of that coming? Yeah. Cause you know, I had a like, I mean the obvious the birds have to, to live. So I had a feeling it was going to be Helen, but how were they going to make it Helen? You know, and and that's what that's what I liked about it. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to you said you don't your theory of you don't think Ben is dead. Why not? We didn't see him die. There's always there's always that thing with me. We didn't see the therapist die. She did. <laughs> She's not important. Right. She is dead. No. He, he might be, but I'm just saying, if he shows back up, I wouldn't be surprised. If he's dead, fine, whatever. I'm not going on a campaign of he's not dead, but the fact that they didn't they didn't show him die and they didn't show his face, his body, any of that, I wouldn't be surprised if he popped back up. I would be slightly annoyed if he did, but I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm? So even after he got cremated and all that? We didn't see his face. All we saw was a body. Now I don't know I don't know what the reason would be for the assassin to not go ahead and kill him. But I was just thinking about it. I was just like, uh eh. they saw this long slow motion thing of them walking towards each other and then that's it. I thought Ruth saw the body. Ruth didn't see the body. He was there when he cremated him. Yeah. But I'm saying, but it was wrapped in a in a thing. Yeah, yeah, the body was covered, but I don't think Ozark is that type of show. I hope not. Yeah, I don't think Ozark is that, that type of show. I think they handled it that way out of respect for the character, and it was just a way of showing respect for the importance of his character to the pe- to, to everybody involved. But I don't think they're the type of shows going to be like, ooh, gotcha. Um, yeah, because they made two big deal out of it. Like, for his sister to be going, like, drinking herself to death, for <laughs> Ruth to be going through her thing, 
I think they made too big of a deal out of it for for it not to be. He's he's actually dead. You know what? I think Walking Dead has fucked me up to think that a lot of shows are gonna do stupid shit like that. Right. So you know, I want to make it very clear. I don't want this to happen. I was just thinking about it today, and I just got anxiety because it was irritating me. <laughs> but but I was you though. I feel you. Walking Dead will do that to you. Yeah, I was sort of wondering the same thing as I, as I was watching it. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, you know the old rule, if you don't see a body, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I was like, okay, it's convenient. They conveniently brought it back to the crematory. Like, why would they do that? You know, I guess out of respect for the family. And then they kind of alluded to Nelson having some form of contrition for killing Sue, even though when Helen asked, does he ever get tired of it? He said, no. So. You know, it, it, but it still made it feel like that therapy session you were talking about. Like, it really got into the psychology of, of who he was and why he was doing what he was doing. Um, and that may have caused him to have second thoughts on, on killing him. So I, I, I don't know. And another thing, Mike, when, when Helen was about to have her life taken by Noah, at some point she was like, no, you know, he ain't dead for real. He ain't dead for real. <laughs> no, no, no. She might not know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe, maybe he is tired of killing, and it was too much for him. Like maybe he already killed the uh, the therapist, and then was just like, "Man, I don't have to do this shit again." Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm just throwing it out there in case it is the case, so I can say I was preparing y'all to be fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think he's. I think he's gone. What did y'all think about Jonah um, pulling up on Helen? I thought he was gonna shoot her. Like I thought she, I thought she was gonna try to talk her way out of it, and then like go pretend like she's going around the room and grab a gun to shoot at him, and then he should have. Um, but I'm, I'm getting tired of Jonah just popping up with the gun and not doing shit. Like I, I, I need you if you going if you gonna walk to somebody's house with a shotgun, like you better be ready to shoot, kill somebody, and not have a, a conversation and that shakes you. Jonah's gonna be a to next season. Trust and believe. He's gonna what? He's gonna be a gangster next season because he so? he's he's losing it. He's lost the two best friends he's had mm-hmm. because of this whole cartel shit. Yeah. Or that's the way he's looking at it. You know, of course, Buddy wasn't murdered, but you know, yeah. that's the way he's gonna. That's the way he's a he's a child. That's the way he's gonna look at it. But he's gonna he's gonna do something that's gonna be very stupid next season. I guarantee it. He's gonna kill somebody that he had no business being anywhere near. You know, when I, I, I realized he lost it, when he stuck his damn hand in that damn uh, box and, and grabbed his uncle, Ashes, yeah. <laughs> when he got back to the house, yeah. when he pulled his uncle off the shelf and started playing in it like, a, like it's a sandbox. I don't know I was that. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, this dude done lost it. Because I love the shit out of my dad. And he, was, he was cremated, but I ain't, I ain't rubbing my fingers through his ashes, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was a weird scene, but it makes sense for his character. It does. Any anticipation for season four? Any thoughts about what's to come? It, it seems like everybody it's going to be everybody against the birds since uh, Darlene got all of their enemies, I guess, together. But now they have full full backing from the cartel with no middle person. 
So now they're gonna be a force. But how right? strong is that cartel? Because remember, he was like when he was when he was when Navarro was talking to Helen towards the end, he was like, "Bro, I'm losing this battle. Yeah. <laughs> like this shit is this shit is taking a toll on me." I was going to say the same thing. Um, even though they do have full backing of the cartel, I feel like what we're going to see next season, Navarro's going to die probably within the first three or four episodes. And then we're going to see this rival cartel move in. And then we're going to have to see Marty and Wendy having to deal with this new cartel. And that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. And I like it like that. I like the fact that I never know what this show is going to do or which way yeah. it's all right, so I'll just be here for the ride, honey. Same. You know, there's, there's really few shows that are like that where I'm just like, I really don't know what to expect for the next season, but I'm cool with that. Every other show that I like, I'm just like, ah, next season we're probably going to see this and this and this and this and this. This show, I have no fucking clue, but I'm yeah. totally content with, with, with that because the writers are good enough to where I know they're not going to do no bullshit. Right. Unless they yeah. bring Ben bitch ass back. Right. <laughs> Because, like, cause is, is Ruth really going to be loyal to Darlene? We don't know. I think she's going to have to until something happens to where Darlene's craziness mm-hmm. makes it to where Wyatt is going to be in trouble. And oh. she's going to have to go back to Marty and Wendy to get Darlene taken care of. I can see that. Because, bruh, that, that was another aspect of this. I know we're running long. I'll, I'll be quick. That was another aspect of this that I didn't really care for was the Wyatt Darlene aspect. Yeah, that was just it wasn't it wasn't believable. And when he kissed her, I literally wanted to fucking throw up. Yeah. It was it was too much. And them being together and then Ruth being cool with it. I don't know. It was more forced. Huh? Wait, what happened? I was gonna say it was more forced than Colonel Taylor and Jaleesa getting together. Like <laughs> it was like I don't know how the hell these motherfuckers got got into this love relationship, but I guess. <laughs> and I was just gonna say that you know it wasn't like a, a immediate acceptance from Ruth. You know what I'm saying? She went over there trying to pull him away. She she had her reservations with the relationship. You know, but I think I a never acceptance, man. That shit was gross. Darlene is like 89 and a half plus three. He knows it. He even said like, she's old enough to be my grandma. I'm like, come on, man. It, it can't be that good. <laughs> she's never had sex. You, you, we assume. That's she told him, she said, I'm, I'm old enough to have learned a few tricks. But I know what I'm doing, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she, she made that known when she was putting it on, uh, what was her husband's name? Jacob. Jacob, when she was putting it on him in the bed, when she was on top of him, I was like, okay, she got a little something going on. Oh, she don't have nothing. No, we're not doing you know, from the neck down for a hot minute. Oh, I've been in lockdown for a while, Nate. God damn, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will not allow you to do that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets that hard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, uh, now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was gross. <laughs> that was- <laughs> you got any final thoughts? Um, yeah, man. I, 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 it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, Darlene's rise to power. Um, how this Navarro bird thing play out with them assuming control because he just lost an attorney. You can always find one. Helen been around for a minute. Um, you know, 
maybe they'll reveal the reasons why, maybe not. Maybe it's because of the more valuable thing, which would, would make sense. Um, but the way this show goes, sometimes they don't really give you all of that. They just move forward, um, which would be cool. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we'll, we'll see. I think Darlene will be the, obviously the new enemy. They'll kill up, they'll wrap up this Navarro thing. Darlene will be the new enemy. And then I think season five may be the end of the show. Yeah, it got to wrap up soon. I was, you can't just go from cartel to cartel. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to, especially with just the family always surviving, somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's that's my expectation. Somebody big is gonna die in season four. Like somebody within the family, whether it's Charlotte, Jonah, Marty, or uh, Wendy. I think some one of them is gonna go. Uh, but yeah, all right. That's the recap for Ozark season three. Please make sure that you let us know what you guys are, your thoughts on season three of Ozark or just the series in general. FPS podcast on Reddit and also on IG and Twitter. Um, that's us for this week and we out. Peace.